Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I am your host, Ama Grich, and today my guest is Ohat Gilat. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's uh, one of the owners of Kaden, and uh, you're uh, an investment company, if I can call it like that. Uh, and um, I want to start off with uh, a little bit about your background. That's always where I start off. Uh, so could you tell me a little bit about uh, your background, but also how you uh, started Kaden? Yeah. Well, my uh, already uh, as a young kid, I loved uh, gadgets. I was was busy with my Commodore 64. <laughs> a lot of people are saying the Commodore 64 actually. <laughs> yeah, it's still in our office. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, uh, I love it. And uh, after my study here in uh, Rotterdam, Erasmus University, I started with a family business, and that's a wholesale and um, consumer electronic uh, manufacturer. And also there, we did a lot of pioneering in technologies and we were one of the first that were my parents already one of the first with a telex and uh, and after it it got more and more advanced uh, robotized even our own it and this is where i picked up the love for uh, technology and for innovation and so after we sold it uh, yeah i could choose like okay what's now what do <laughs> i really love what what do, what do i like where, where do you get my energy from and then I realized, okay, I like, I like actually to, to, to build and uh, to see new innovation, build new companies. And uh, then I also look back and then it was, oh, it's quite a big company in the end. We become slow. We, we have a lot of legacy and uh, the innovation starts to <laughs> become slower. The whole culture is behind. And then you go, okay, maybe I should like look for young companies, help them and uh, uh, yeah, invest them and uh, look for new technologies with potential companies. Yeah, and that's how you actually came to start Kaden as well, right? Yeah, right. So I found, I uh, went looking and then I, uh, um, yeah, I met Martijn Don, which is my uh, my partner in Kaden. And uh, then I thought like, hey, okay, this is interesting. You already have some experiences with it. Uh, I have to learn. Yeah, this is completely different from uh, like a big company. And, um, but yeah, let's, let's do it together. Let's go for it. So you've always been on the kind of uh, entrepreneurial side then, right? Because you're uh, starting from that company that you were at uh, first. And then, uh, is that, uh, is that also, did that come natural or was it more of a progression that you made uh, through the years? No, that's quite, that came very natural. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I love to, to, to find new things and help build things. And, and yeah, that's what entrepreneurs do. And so investor also, the, the being an investor was really focusing on the part like, hey, okay, but I don't want to just bring some money and uh, I really want to see how we can help to boost these companies mm. so that our investment will also, yeah. Uh, quicker um, you will have a return yeah yeah, better return and it's more fun uh, because only yeah otherwise it's like a bank and uh, (laughs) yeah that's what we typically don't like but it was really a long time uh, looking for a model it's really hard as an investor adding value and then making a model out of it it's a hell of a job uh, we tried many models and <laughs> we failed <laughs> like, yeah. a, like a startup. We failed over and over. <laughs> so what did you settle on now? So that, that, what's kind of the model that you want to, to bring to the table? Well, uh, honestly, right now, um, uh, th- th- there's two sides uh, of that story, I think. Uh, one side, we, we figured out that uh, as an investor to add uh, value, it's really high level. It, of course, everybody can do that, but really more... 
into the operational into the company and then asking money it's it's hell uh, with startups to make that clear and it's strange feeling nobody accepted it's not scalable mm. uh, so we decided like hey okay we are generalists you know and and uh, we better pick some people out who can really specialist who can really help on certain topics of the startup where they need help uh, and where they are outperform us, where they are much better than us, uh, these specialists. So uh, we decided to go for this model, and that works much better. It's easier to explain, and uh, uh, they have much more knowledge, and they guide uh, the startups for a period of time until they are at a certain level. Mm. And this way, they can really help to boost these companies. Yeah, the, because a lot of people think when they uh, talk about an investor, they just think about the money, right? But I think that... Um, for a startup to succeed, it's not just money, right? It's the the kind of uh, yeah, the extra, the 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 kind of specialties and knowing how to do s- certain stuff that's actually going to make it a success and not only the money, right? Yeah, true. Now it is, and um, that's why we also really like. I think in a later phase, it's less important, uh, but especially in the in the early phase, uh, it's 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 very valuable to have. Uh, yeah, uh, strategical investors who really understand the business, who have a network, who have the experience. Uh, they don't have the experience often of the startup and how to build a startup, but they do have a lot of other experience. And if you bring these two, two yeah, uh, things together, you, uh, you get a lot of power out of it. Yeah. So what kind of what type of companies do you invest in? Are the, What kind of stage are they in? Is it always kind of the startup phase or do you also look at uh, maybe startups that are a little bit further... Uh, further out so uh, how, what do you look at yeah they need to have some uh, some turnover some validation that their business model uh, that their product is working that there is a request for it yeah uh, so you're not in the like early seed stage no, uh, investment. No, it, it has to be uh, yeah some proof of attraction uh, and uh, well, yeah, that's often still called where we uh, where we step in. It's uh, still uh, early stage, and uh, often they still have to do some pivots to to to, to find the r- really right model to make it scalable. Yeah, uh, they're just on the edge of like um, really boosting it in a scalable business model, and uh, um, yeah, still pivoting. Mm. And um, are are they mostly like technolo- technology startups, or what do you look at? Uh- so it's um, e-commerce uh, companies, marketing companies, and real estate. We did some uh, fintech as well, uh, but uh, fintech, we found out that it's really quite hard. So uh, well for us as for startups, you need long time. There's a lot of legislation. There's a lot of uh, uh, yeah difficulties to to really make a product scalable and. Um, so yeah, we decided to get out of this market. Yeah, because it's, it, it takes a long time to get something started. That's the problem. Yeah. Or maybe not to get something started, but to actually go through the motions of going through that legislation and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you yeah. need a lot of uh, time, uh, <laughs> energy and money to go through it. And especially if you then also focus like a B2C market, uh, mm. then it becomes even more uh, like a really uh, yeah, very expensive uh, yeah, so what I would like to talk about as well is that um, when you're doing investments, it's it's tricky, right? Uh, you can look at all the things that the, the company is doing at the moment and uh, if they have a turnaround and stuff like that. But 
it's it I think it's really tricky. I, I don't I'm not an investor, but I can imagine that it's really tricky to pick a business, right? To know what kind of startup you want to invest in. So how how do you do that? So how what do you what are kind of the things you look at as apart from the of course the financial side, but uh, yes. What what do you look at uh, uh, when investing? Well, first of all, we, we look at the industries that we understand, yeah. uh, where we can also add value from our network, and uh, yeah, it's easier to focus then on uh, uh, several industries where you have a good network, you understand, and then you know what you talk about. Uh, that helps, and then second for us, it's really the most important part is the team. And again, especially in the early phase, uh, when you don't have all the traction and you don't have big teams like 20 people, uh, you have to do it with a small team. It's all about the founding team and uh, how good they are, how the background is, what kind of experience, how they work together, how complete is the uh, team, how is the dynamic. Mm -hmm. uh, So this is for us... uh, yeah, the most important part. Is there, is there one single thing that you would single out that um, usually sways you to invest in a in a particular team, for example, or a founding team? Is there is there something that stands out that uh, when you see that you think, oh yeah, I'm gonna invest in these guys? Yeah, so so it's, it's the, the team composition. We also really there we hooked on because we said like, hey, okay, we always say like team is most important, but uh, how do you do this? How do you measure this? How do you uh, yeah, how do you know? Mm. So for this also, we uh, took a specialist, uh, Paul Musters from Fortify, and he built a really psychological model combined with his own um, model, for also with skill sets, and really mapping the whole team into like, hey, okay, how does the team look like? Where are the strong points, weak points? Uh, and yeah, where are the gaps in the oh, team? Really? And this way, we get a really good picture of uh, how the team is uh, the existing team is and if it needs more and um we we like it it gives us the right insights and the nice thing is also the the startups they love it they, they are really yeah. happy with the, these insights and they uh yeah they, they love to work uh to on it to to, to build a better team yeah because they can they know then because usually it's hard for you to look at yourself as a person and to know okay i need to improve this right <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's the, yeah. that's the tricky part i think that that insight into uh knowing what the the team is like and what you kind of missing mm-hmm. at the moment I think that's not just only for an investment par- for an investment company, but also for the team. Uh, really, really uh, yep. important to know, right? Yep. I mean, uh, that's maybe where you can fail, even if you uh, if you don't uh, if you don't uh, address those kind of things that you have in your in your team. Exactly. And then to come back, yeah, where do you look at after after this? So we discuss this, and then you feel also you feel the energy in the team. You feel the, exactly. and, and, and then it's either it's energy drainer or a gainer. And it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so in, in, energy is a is an important factor here then. It is, yeah. yeah. So once uh, the, 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 you get a good discussion and you see like, hey, okay, they understand it and uh, they have a lot of passion for what they do. They work together as a real good team. So not only like, hey, on on, uh, on paper, but also in real life that you can see like, hey, okay, this they're working really well together and uh, they know each other for a long time. I found it also really important that yeah, they sure. know where they start. Yeah, it will be ups and downs and uh, then it's good to know each other uh, that you don't get a team crash uh. yeah yeah is that also um, uh, because your your partner which you work with is that also uh, a factor of course i think it's a factor that you uh, started uh, kind of an investment company together uh, you you've known each other for a long time then you're right 
Well, <laughs> or not? Good question. Good question. <laughs> when we started, I think no, we knew each other for like uh, one year, so oh, that, sure. uh, not that long. So it was really a roller coaster, and yeah, with ups and downs, and uh, uh, so yeah, I definitely think that uh, it might would have been better if we knew each other longer. But uh, we got yeah. to find it. Uh, to learn each other really well and uh, learn each other's strengths and weaknesses and see uh, who is good in what and uh, and it's a good uh, process. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it uh, maybe it's a good advantage of, of course to know each other longer. But uh, the the thing is that I think if you're both in a kind of an open mindset where you can uh, can say to each other like, okay, I don't like this about you or I don't yeah. like this about you, it would help, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's. Yeah. That's the, that's we were the, fortunate to have a good click uh, straight away yeah. uh, to move on uh, on many of these topics. Uh, yeah. So I, I would like to talk uh, talk to you about uh, something else about the invest kind of investors and what they they kind of face is that um, what I've noticed is there is also some kind of a, it, it's kind of a, a negative feeling people get with investors for some reason I don't know why but uh, in 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 some cases it's they have. People that work in a, in a company, they have a feeling that when an investor comes in, it's usually a bad thing, uh, even though they bring yeah. in money or expertise or whatever. So, um, how do you? You of course have a different view on how you, how you want to kind of grow a startup and want to grow a company. Um, how do you look at that? That kind of um, do you see that as well? Let me put it like that. Do you see that as well? That kind of negative aspect to being an investor. Yeah, of course, after a while they know you and uh, it's different. Uh, but I see what you mean and uh, I think also, yeah, of course, if you say 99 after 100 times, you say no, you don't <laughs> become very popular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is also uh, a thing. But uh, yeah, no, they do have a, a different mindset, but I think there is a new, new generation of investors also growing up more. Uh, yeah, how do you say it? Talking in different ways with startups, being active in the ecosystem, uh, really helping companies also. Uh, not only if like, hey, okay, this is an interesting business case, but I like these guys. I think I can help them. Uh, you're there. I say there, there's a change in there in the uh, in many uh, investors. And yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's that's <laughs> of course a better business model for an investor as well. I think that. Uh, not just to put money in it and forget about it, right? But really help those kind of uh, companies grow and get them get yeah. them to a point that you want to have them actually. Yeah, but also when you don't invest, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. So also when you don't invest and you think, hey, I can help these people. They're nice people. I like what they do. I can link them up with a few. Uh, and you know, you never know how it comes back. How, yeah. How it will come back to you. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it maybe doesn't... Um, it doesn't take long or it doesn't take much of your time to kind of help someone, right? Exactly. And, and, and help them along the way. And as you said, maybe it will come back in some uh, some kind of uh, detour. But it, it, Yeah, it or it doesn't. And then it's also fine. It's fine, uh, yeah. At least you helped out and you, uh, yeah, you create some opportunities and you help some people. It's nice to do, I think. So I think that's also a difference with many, uh, yeah more traditional VC. Yeah, so I, I would like to start to talk about one of the, the businesses you're in right now, uh, which is WeTech Rotterdam. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a really interesting case. Um, but maybe you can tell a little bit about what you want to kind of achieve with uh, WeTech Rotterdam. Yeah, I think the easiest is go yeah one step uh, before that. Yeah. Uh, we, we found that uh, 
uh, or even let me take you two steps back in. <laughs> yeah, sure, go ahead. I mean, we had the time. <laughs> yeah, you asked about uh, the investor yeah. model and uh, how our business model evolved. And, well, we figured out, like I told you, like a hey, specialist can better help these companies, better help the startups. Um, that actually, of course, we found that that works very well, but that puts us back again in the more investor seat. Uh, so we, yeah, we went <laughs> further looking like, okay, then how do we do the things that we love? Okay, then we start being more an entrepreneur again, uh, kickstarting our own companies and uh, funding our own uh, companies. Mm-hmm. So more like a venture builder. So Keaton is now more also a venture builder instead of only an investor. Uh, where we build our own companies. And uh, one of the things we did um, is uh, 42 Workspace. And uh, 42 Workspace is the tech hub for, uh, yeah, for, for all the Rotterdam region. Uh, that's where we uh, curate companies who only work in the tech and who want to be together. Uh, we are straight at the Witte de Witstraat, where it's a very lovely place, a lot of buzz. And yep. Uh, so we, we, we did this because we missed uh, a place for, uh, you know, startups, tech startups to come together, really focused uh, on tech entrepreneurs coming together and uh, having our own uh, awesome office with yeah, great people and uh, great events and uh, nice parties. Mm-hmm. So um, we did this. Now it's uh, about two years. We are now uh, full and uh, full with really amazing tech companies. Uh, really serious tech companies. Last year, they raised 12.5 million. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's by the market um, validated that these are really serious tech companies and doing very well, growing very rapidly. And But we realized also, like, hey, okay, if we really uh, want to make more impact and we need to be more than a single hub, a uh, single tech hub, uh, we need to work together with uh, with the government, with the education, with uh, the schools, with um, have with investors, with the, the the bigger tech companies in the region, mm. and with other te- uh, hubs as well, innovation hubs in the city. Um, so yeah, for this reason, we started We Tech Rotterdam. Uh, we we saw that there isn't something like this. Uh, there isn't an organization that really overarches all the these aspects that I just named. And brings all together like a master plan, like, hey, okay, what are the biggest challenges uh, in the city for tech companies? Um, and to work on this. And, yeah. yeah. Is, is, it, is, it, um, is it like an accelerator? Like you, ha- you have like these, all these kind of accelerator programs, like uh, what they do with Y Combinator and all those kind of... Uh, is it like that or is it more like... More facilitator. It's more, more facilitator. facilitator. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Bringing all the parties together, bringing all the things that are already out there together, uh, try to make some sense out of it, and get people together to to uh, to have more power together instead of working everybody individual on these topics. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. So how how does a uh, for example, I if I start a startup or whatever, um, I, do you like have to apply for that or how how does that work? So how do you kind of no, what, so it's yeah. a foundation yeah. and. Uh, uh, we we mainly do a lot of research till so far, and now okay. we need some action to to. Yeah, we first needed to figure out where are we now. You know, yeah, nobody exactly. had a clue. Like, hey, okay, how many tech startups are there in the city? Uh, what do they do? What kind of industry? Uh, how fast are they growing? 
and where are they located? So we created a map uh, in a database, uh, everything behind it to to uh, map all these companies. And now we know that we start to dig deeper, like, hey, okay, what are the main topics? What are the biggest challenges of these companies? How can we have what? Yeah, uh, so that we know what the challenges are, and then we know, okay, where are we now? What are the challenges? How can we? Help. Yeah, work on these challenges, yeah. and what will happen if we do the these uh, researches next year? That did it help a lot? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It it segues good into the next question I had as well. Is that um, there? Of course, there are a lot of startups in Rotterdam. I mean, I I, I do have a feeling that it's, uh, and we talked about that a little bit earlier as well. Is that I do feel like it's concentrated a lot, a lot around Amsterdam in, at the moment uh, for all kinds of reasons. You mentioned before we started recording that it's also because of a lot of investors that are there. Um, yep. I, I was wondering, how, how do you view that kind of startup culture in Rotterdam at the moment? Because um, from an outsider's perspective, I don't see a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, there, there are uh, a lot of cool companies within uh, Rotterdam. I mean, Cool Blue, uh, which is one of uh, the the guests I had on uh, on the podcast as well. But uh, there is a lot of companies that maybe people don't know or are still start, starting up. So, how do you view that? How do you see that that culture at the moment? How is that evolving? Is that is there uh, is there kind of a boom coming, or what what, what do you see? Yeah, I think there is definitely a boom coming. The nice thing is indeed, like you mentioned, there there are already here quite some uh, big tech uh, yeah, successes like uh, Mendix, like Hublue, Mendix, Hello yeah, Print, yeah. Uh, Housing Anywhere also doing nice secure link. There's, uh, and last week there was an exit here of uh, i3D. Yep. Uh, sold to Ubisoft. Uh, amazing, you know. Uh, many people maybe don't know about this, but these are really amazing uh, steps in the the, the uh, yeah. yeah for for tech companies these are big things, and I think mm, there's a lot happening. We see that now. Uh, all the innovation hubs they are also willing to work together, and the government is really willing to work together. The tech companies are willing to share and to work together. So there is a lot of positive energy, and now we need to make like a master plan. And we discuss this also with uh, with the local government here. And yeah, one of the biggest conclusions. Or, like two, I think, uh, of the main conclusions. There is a talent gap, huh? but that's everywhere, I think, in the world, especially yep. for tech talent. There's a huge gap, and uh, we need to work on that uh, so that the companies can grow. But the main thing is what came out also is that there is a lot happening already in Rotterdam, but we are just very bad in in talking about it, <laughs> shouting out about it. Yeah, they're uh, better in Amsterdam with that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. So yeah. We, we just need to brag about Rotterdam and uh, uh, make it happen. Uh, ah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't look at it that way, but that that is kind of a... It's kind of a cultural thing within... Uh, a lot of yeah. people say that, that that kind of people in Rotterdam are... Um, well, not more quiet about it, what what they're doing, but they don't like to brag, right? They yeah. they just want to work and get get things done. And yeah. uh, and some people say in Amsterdam it's the other way around, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. it it does it does uh, show why uh, um, why I think that uh, a lot of uh, Amsterdam startups are actually getting better and better, and where rather than startups are a little bit less and less uh, or. They don't like to brag about it, so maybe people don't know about them uh, as as fast as an Amsterdam startup, for example. Yeah. So. Very. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's. That's correct, right? 
Yeah, but it's also uh, so something we need to work on because yeah. it works. Yeah. It works to talk about it. It works sure. that people know about it. And actually, one of the best examples is like um, uh, we know how to do it because we did very well now as Rotterdam with the city marketing. Mm. Uh, but that's more for the tourism and for the well, also for companies attracting companies, but yeah. uh, attracting people to live here. It's amazing how Rotterdam is putting itself like from I think from the time that I studied. It was mentioned in the Lonely Planet, like uh, Rotterdam is a city of concrete you want to skip. <laughs> yeah, that's it. One like one line. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's kind of the <laughs> hippest city yeah. in Europe. No, so, yeah, definitely. So they, 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 also the city, of course, has changed. But that's the nice thing. There is a lot of dynamics, and there is a lot mm. happening, and, uh, and and amazing speed. And now we need to do it also for more like the tech startups and companies and the whole uh, startup culture to brag about it and uh, mm. show them what is happening here. We got to uh, have yeah, an amazing port to innovate and uh, there's so many opportunities here in the city. Yeah. yeah and it's from, as I said, I've lived in my, my whole life in Rotterdam, basically all my life. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, it has changed a lot. It's become more international in a, in a sense, I think. Uh, that's also something that I've noticed yep. is that uh, with all those tourists coming in and uh, it, it's getting more international. And I think that will also help kind of accelerate the, yeah. the the kind of startup culture that you have. Yeah, the talent, uh, the international talent, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, that Erasmus is uh, now the university, yeah. yeah, really uh, great people. All, yeah. Um, and uh, what, I want to get back to a little bit about the, the startups as well, which you uh, invest in uh, next to uh, WeTech Rotterdam. Um, what, what kind of... Um, what kind of kind of examples do you have of uh, uh, what startups struggle with in the kind of early stage? What 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 do they really struggle with? Uh, except, of course, they they all want funding and <laughs> I mean except that's, the funding, <laughs> yeah. Except for funding, I mean, what are kind of the the the, the struggles that you see that a lot of uh, startups don't get uh, the first time so for example they come to you and they say okay i want to I want you to invest yeah. in me uh, well in, indeed it's getting the right people on the right place uh, get the team uh, in the right way together that works um of course it's yeah very tempting to to choose all kind of friends that you really like and that understand you and that are exactly like you but this is often yeah like also not the best strategy yeah. <laughs> no like then you have uh, three or four of the same people who all know to do the yeah. same trick so it's indeed, doesn't help <laughs> yeah that's uh, one of the really biggest challenges to get the right team together get it working uh, validate the business model and uh, and really uh, getting short circles of uh, validating your model and building a Onwards, yeah, and depending on model, uh, how how do you how do they kind of validate their their things? Because I think it's a hard the hard part is also I think that um, f getting a focus, right? Getting the the for example, if you're building a product, what are you actually going to build, right? And what's yep. the the thing you believe in? So, uh, do you see that as well? Do you see that kind of a um, that kind of struggle as well? Like the beginning parts of okay, what are yeah. we actually and who are we actually? Uh, no, definitely, that that is one of the hardest part and uh, selling it, selling the product, going out of the market is a big problem. Uh, really staying too long in the early stage, too long inside, working on the perfect product instead of 
talking to your customers, going out, testing it. You know, that's still, uh, yeah, it's in every book, uh, start a yeah, book. It, is, yeah. it, it tells you about it, uh, what to do and how to do it. But it's still, uh, yeah, once it comes in practice, it's still a big problem. And uh, uh, that's still where a lot of companies, they, uh, yeah, take too long time to develop their a product that really the market wants instead of just keep on developing it inside to your thoughts yeah because they want to make it perfect and that's yeah <laughs> but but according their thoughts and mm. instead of the customer yeah because the customer can the maybe market. do with a lot less than what they actually already built right yeah and that's also you need a lot less to test your uh, proposition mm. you know you don't need a whole technical uh, already built product with Many companies still, uh, they come to, yeah, I have to build it. I need uh, 300,000 to build this platform and then I can go to the market. I go, like, yeah, please, you know, go to the market. Uh, just Before that. Yeah, yeah. Ha- sell it like you have it. Sell it to customers, see if they want to buy it. And then you tell them like, okay, but I need some time to develop it and build it and I can do the first steps. This I yeah. can do for you. Or it's a lot of manual work. It doesn't matter, but really go to your customers first before you start building a uh, invest like a long time and money into a project yeah i actually had one of the guests i had on uh, the podcast one of the first podcasts actually was uh, flow.ai i don't know if you know them but um they um they kind of validated in a way that they just put up a landing page with kind of their idea and what they wanted to build and they just said okay you can just sign up for newsletter and uh, yeah. we'll see uh, and exactly. that's actually how they started. Yeah. They, they they didn't even have a product. They were just like, okay, this is our yeah. idea. And uh, if you like it, just leave your email and we'll get back to you. And they kind of find out that there is, in that way, they found out that there is a market for it, right? Um, I, I think that, that that was actually one of the, the things that I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, why would you already build a product and then find out that nobody wants your product? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well... That's yeah. that's something that 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 came just came up when we were talking about that because it it, it is really uh, all about do people even want it right you can ma- build the best product ever but if nobody wants it well, you yeah. don't have anything <laughs> what what would you what would exactly. you want to do with it yeah. but, um, it's still happening strange because there's yeah. so many books by now so many uh, smaller workshops yeah. and education about it but it, it's it's a trap and uh, you know uh, yeah what, what is <laughs> what is one of the what is one of the books you kind of recommend to uh, maybe startups that you invest in is there some is there some kind of a, uh, one book that comes to your mind that uh, you say okay you really should uh, should read that just because it, it is just a good manual to to do stuff no, the whole uh, lean startup mythology is still uh, leading uh, right now uh, but um, I think what I see now, it's also more like the, the, the specialists that we hook on and smaller workshops that are really efficient and uh, sure, yeah. on certain topics. So, uh, yeah, the, the, I don't believe in one size fits all. And, sure, uh, yeah. Th- that's the nice thing, you know, startups, they figure out their own way. Like, hey, okay, we take a few of this ingredients yeah, yeah, would really sure. work for us. We focus on the metrics on this way from uh, somebody and they pick it all together and we cannot also like steer them too much. That's the power of the startups that they do things sometimes differently and if they're all uh, one size fits all in the same program, uh, yeah, you see also you get all the same output and you get all the same things and you, you lose innovation, you lose. So uh, yeah, it's good to have some of the basics, but be critical yeah. and be creative with it and uh, use the yeah 
Yeah, that's that's also the best way I think to look at these kind of books is to get some inspiration from them. Yeah. I, I think it was um, I think it was Mark Cuban that said once that he reads a lot of books and he says if I get one good idea from the book, it's already a plus for me. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's great because that that's actually how it. Uh, how you would look at the book, right? You don't need to yeah. say, okay, I'm just going to do this and this and this and this from that book and that's yeah. it. I mean, it, it doesn't have to work in your case, right? Um, so uh, getting back to a startup that you uh, are also in is uh, actually Otrim. Yeah. Um, maybe you can tell a little bit about that because I, uh, I, I just briefly saw it and I want you to explain what the, <laughs> what, what the, whole, uh, what yeah. the whole case is. No, so Otrium uh, in Amsterdam, they're based. They're growing uh, very uh, rapidly. And uh, it's an awesome team. It's an amazing team. Uh, um, and they're doing a really great job. It was in the beginning, we really thought like, hey, okay, have we already figured it out that they are really uh, an amazing team and how they work together? And it was the third startup already together, young, young, young uh, entrepreneurs still. So they know each other. Um, but the validation for us, for us was quite high uh, for where they were at that time, at that moment. Mm. We were like, oh, this is, you know, ooh, yeah. And the growth wasn't that rapidly like, okay, that explains the validation immediately. But yeah, we said like, hey, okay, we have to stick to our princi- uh, principles, you know, winning teams, investing, winning teams. Uh, so we said, okay, we will do it anyway. And uh, luckily, uh, yeah, we were right. Yeah. So what, what did <laughs> so they actually an, do? Yeah. It's an uh, online fashion outlet. Uh, okay. Um, uh, uh, but in a newer way, I think like uh, Vente Privé. Uh, and it's all closed. Also, this one is closed uh, because of the, they do uh, big discounts. Uh, but the strong thing is they are very data focused. They know all the data. Uh, and they leave the brands uh, in in their power, so the brands can uh, decide, and they get all the data back of what's moving, what's not moving, at what price rate, and uh, they can also decide on it. So they stay more in control. Okay. And very scalable. Um, uh, so in the beginning, it didn't go that fast. It took a lot of time and to onboard uh, new partners and new uh, brands and. Then they figured out, uh, or we figured together out actually, like, hey, okay, you know, it's nice to use everybody's own warehouse and let them stay like really in control and really do everything doing the sanding and. Yeah. But there is no interest and there is no focus anymore on like uh, the, the the slow movers on or like uh, things that are indeed uh, like outlet uh, ready for the outlet. So yeah, sure. Uh, that takes too much time. So then they pivot to a new model and uh, now uh, they, they 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 do much more services for the brands and now it's an amazing speed. They hook on all the big brands and uh, uh, the 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 number of uh, um, users members is also really increasing uh, at amazing speed yeah so the they perform really they outperform continuously and the, the what what does it so uh, from a user's perspective what do you you can just buy uh clothes that you would uh, buy, buy at an outlet for example yeah. is that that's yes, the idea exactly. right yeah so uh, what what the the big pivot here was that um they took more control of the kind of logistics side is that the kind of uh the way it's now changing and speeding up is that is that true well with some of the brands the 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 outlets became so big that they lose like control and then it's like special productions and uh, and it, 
yeah, it's a completely different game, and they figured out a new way where the brands that can stay in control, they can, uh, and they can really push their uh, overstock, their outlet overstock, and um, they do just an amazing game. Also, in uh, all the data and getting new members, in presenting it, the product, uh, it's the complete uh, game that they do very well. Mm. And that's also uh, you mentioned it before. Uh, so what was the kind of the main reason for you to invest in it? Uh, although you had your kind of doubts for, uh, from the from uh, kind of the validation part and stuff like that, uh, what what gave gave you like the breakthrough to to still invest in it? Yeah, so it's the 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 background of them, yeah, so which the, are a long team, time. Yeah. They have experience, and uh, but also the there were already a few strategical investors uh, who wanted to do the same round and. Uh, um, from the industry, um, really, um, yeah, added value uh, investors. So that's also important for us. Um, and their their business deck it's just so good always. Every time it's there's there's no questions like you can ask. Everything is in it. So yeah. it's amazing. They they got like every. They thought about everything. Yeah, yeah, and their metrics—it's uh, yeah—that they're just really good in uh, presenting and uh, having all the metrics ready, like that you cannot get any question in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it does remind me sometimes of the you have like the show, you know, the the Shark Tank show, right? The the kind of investment. Uh, yeah. it, it it was always it was always funny to me is that. Uh, what they all gravitated to, uh, like in the first few minutes after somebody pitched, they were all like, "Okay, what are the metrics, right? So what what kind of skill can you get to this? Uh, what kind of colors can you do?" And so it, it's it is a bit like that, right? No, yep. uh, I, I I kind of like that is that um, that's kind of a scientific approach to to looking at if if you're going to uh, if it's going to work out or not, right? And mm-hmm. um, is that also what you kind of always want to do because sometimes i have a feeling that uh, you can also take a chance based on your feeling right yeah. is it what what do you say kind of the uh, is it more based on data for you or is it also some guys uh, just the feeling you have about the the company and, and stuff no, like it's that? definitely a combination yeah um, um yeah, and if the feeling is not good, we don't do it. Uh, if, we, yeah, that's, if we don't that's... have a good good chemics with the people, yeah. uh, you know, it also has to be a, stay, a good relation. And we uh, it needs to be fun, you know, work together, yeah. and get energy out of it. Exactly like, yeah, it has to be an energy gainer. And uh, so, yeah, it only works when uh, we work good together. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, it's it... also feeling a part, of, still feeling, yeah. Yeah, I talked about that with... Um... Uh, with my previous guest from Depth as well, is that it is a bit like hiring someone, right? If you if you if you were going to hire someone, you want to also have that kind of chemistry and know that this pe- this person is going to bring that energy to the table yep. that you need to get further, right? Yep. Uh, so I I would like to look into a little bit into the future. So <laughs> it's really hard to do that. <laughs> it's always hard to do that. Um, but what do you? Uh, what do you think is going to change in the kind of way people are investing? We talked about it a little bit, uh, the whole expertise part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, are there other things that you think they will, will change from an investor's perspective to invest in kind of startups and stuff like that? Yes. I think especially in the... the well, no, yeah, it, it will change. It will. I think there's many more investments 
possibilities. Uh, ICO is now, uh, of course, yeah, it of came course. up and it went down. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but it's maybe it will be back. It's, yeah. It will be back. It will be back. It went way too fast in the market, uh, but it will come back, and it is a way. It is. Uh, it brings many new opportunities where you can have things good arranged and. Uh, uh, but I think it will be a more hybrid uh, model in the future, like yeah. in, indeed like angels, angel syndicates also, uh, more platform for angels to, to uh, work together. Uh, like if you look at AngelList in the US, it's yep. amazing. They don't do only angel investments anymore because they have so many angels there and they do syndicates with really great lead investors, experienced great uh, lead investors who tackle and yeah, big rounds together. And yeah, so exactly. there you see already a shift. And I think that will come also here. Um, so right now, there's really a second generation, I think, like uh, tech entrepreneurs who sold their company and now want to invest in tech companies. They understand the business. Happens a lot. They yeah. have been there and uh, they, they, they have much more added value. So there's a new generation of uh, investors coming and they can do yeah, bigger rounds and have the knowledge about the business. And, but yeah, there is a lot of the investors in, in, investing in startups. Uh, uh, it's still, there's a lot of knowledge gap there, how to do it. It's a big knowledge gap. And that's uh, another uh, of our, our ventures, uh, Angel Academy, mm-hmm. that we uh, started. We founded it to educate, educate uh, angels. So how to invest, how to pick your startup, how to uh, help them, how to close the deal. Uh, so all the parts how we worked as a VC together with the whole team. Uh, we formed that into workshops to yeah, educate new angels. And actually one of the goals is to, to, to yeah, we, we just love the, the entrepreneurial phase of yeah, the, sure. the, the invest, being an investor and that, that together, that makes more, most sense in the angel phase where you can add value. And you see also that angels, they like to pick their own uh, startup where they invest in and they want to have a click with them they want to help them uh, that's also what they like so they don't want to just invest money they also want to invest knowledge and their network and their energy into it mm. um, this only works if you can close the deal then yourself and understand the deal this doesn't work if you invest in a fund like a fund spread it, it spreads it out over like 20 companies and which is great eh? yeah we learn uh, the angels <laughs> spread the risk. <laughs> yeah, we learn the angels spread your risk. Don't do everything in one. Uh, have a big portfolio. Uh, it's it's still high risk uh, business where you're in. So you need to spread, but uh, spread it in things that you like and understand, and you can uh, help with. And form syndicates with other angels who are maybe better than you on other topics. Mm. So like you are very good in uh, e-commerce, then take a financial guy next to you. And uh, help together uh, to put your energy and uh, guide them, uh, guide these young startups often. Mm, cool. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot to think about there. But I, I, what I, what I'm, what I would like to see, or what I would like to 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 ask you as well, is that um, I think the the old way of kind of investing was that okay, I'm gonna put money into it, and I'm gonna see if I get that return, right? And yep. I think, uh, as you said, the kind of newer generation is not in there just for the money, right? They're also in there to kind of um, kind of make a company grow and be proud of that, right? They want to be also be proud that they 
help to get yep. to a, a later yep. phase. Is that also something that you feel as well? Uh, no, that yeah, is course. that I is mean, it. That yeah. You get energy from working with these companies. Yeah, you, sure. You get really great energy out of seeing them grow, and uh, yeah, of course, there are also uh, some uh, some fuck ups. Uh, it's part of <laughs> part, part of the game, and yeah. uh, and then it still c- can give you energy how they work with it, how they still try to make it work or yeah uh, it's part of the business but uh yeah but you can learn from those failures as well right if there is a failure or whatever so uh, i would like to kind of wrap up with the last question i always Mm -hmm. do this last question at the end (laughs) so what are you most proud of actually because we just talked about being proud of something but what are you kind of most proud of since you started (laughs) kaden hard question yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, no it's I think now, by now, we did so many things that came out of Keaton, and, uh, and so so just boosting the whole tech ecosystem forward with all the difference with Angel Academy, with Forty Two Workspace. So being more like, uh, yeah, part of the the, the 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 drivers behind the tech ecosystem, and being rewarded for it, uh, like uh, yeah, one of the fifty toekomstmakers or other things. That's really great. And, yeah. Uh, it's awesome to work with so many companies together. Yeah. Uh, so I love the variation, actually. I cannot focus. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the, so, on the one hand, it's good. But, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, uh, as an investor, I mean, I think that's maybe a good trait even to yeah. not focus on just one yeah. thing, right? But yeah, like we did also 42 Workspace. We said like, okay, guys, we don't mind to work hard. Uh, we like to work, but if we work and work many hours, then let's do it in our own kick-ass office, in our own kick-ass yeah. uh, hub, tech hub. So that's cool. what 42 Workspace now uh, is. It's really an awesome place with great tech companies and great uh, parties, as well as people who work hard. And uh, I'm really proud of that, how we uh, managed to do that. Very cool, very <laughs> cool. So um, how can people find you? So uh, what uh, what's kind of the domain that they can find you on? Uh, on LinkedIn yeah, <laughs> or uh, Facebook as well. I connect uh, with uh, most people who are relevant in the tech industry. Uh, uh, I sure. like to connect uh, to them and see uh, if there is a possibility to help. Yeah. yeah. And s- some of the, the startups we mentioned, so uh, WeTech Rotterdam, um, is it WeTechRotterdam.com? Yeah, yeah. WeTechRotterdam.com. It's uh, Keaton.com. Uh, yeah. angelacademy.nl <laughs> sure <laughs> and uh, and yeah. otrium and yeah and otrium otrium.com uh, I believe they have yeah and yeah. .nl certainly they have yeah sure okay, okay. nice and 42workspace.com also but, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot there's a lot of investments you're in but you can all if uh, if yeah. people want to find you all uh, put your LinkedIn down uh, down uh, with the post so uh, they can see you all the kind of uh, cool startups you were involved in so um, I would like to thank you for coming uh, okay. it was a pleasure uh, thank you very much I liked it thank yeah sure that was that was uh, that was, uh <laughs> Uh, so I would uh, like to say to the listeners as well you can uh, find uh, Bits vs Bytes on uh, bitsvsbytes.com uh, we're on uh, all major uh, uh, podcasting platforms so Apple uh, Apple Podcasts uh, Spotify Stitcher TuneIn all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of platforms this is too, mu- too much to name but uh, and also on social media it's all Bits vs Bytes on uh, Twitter Instagram and LinkedIn and I would like to thank you for listening and until next time yeah.